Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. Welcome back, Lawn Care Pros. And we're continuing our conversation with Judd, who is transitioning from part-time to full-time in his lawn care business. So going back, you know, when you first started out, you know, um, you saw some of the challenges when it comes to the lawn care industry when you're first starting out. And uh, one of them was obviously, you know, you didn't have enough customers, so you had to take on um, different tasks and jobs that you really didn't want to. Eventually, you figured out by doing certain things, being customer oriented and really focusing in on, you know, the uh, neighbors of the customers that I currently service, uh, you're getting, you know, more dialed in to the route density part of the business. What are some of the other challenges that you've come across uh, that you can share with our audience in, you know, if they're just starting out? Yes. So I have made some major mistakes with equipment. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to stop you right there real quick. That sigh, <laughs> that sigh was like, oh, we, 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 <laughs> so, Judd, you sound like you have a list for us. So I love it. Oh, I have a list of equipment <laughs> that I have messed myself up on. Um, so number one is I, okay, I am a huge fan of, of of buying name brand equipment. And every time I've tried to buy anything that wasn't Xmark or Skag, uh, then I have I have regretted it immediately. And there's a couple times I've bought like some old Xmark metros or some walk behinds. Two of them I'm thinking of, and I thought, gee, this is a great deal. You know, five hundred bucks for this, and it works for a day, and then, you know the entire engine falls off the mower or like I, I bought and I don't want to say anything bad about Bradley mowers because I've had good success and have friends who love them. Yeah. But I bought a really, really old one adjusted the, I try to do as much of the mechanical work as I can, uh, switched out the blades and the tires. Um, and the next yard I mowed, it shot the, one of the bearings in the, in the engine straight through it was within six inches of like impaling my leg with this hardware ejecting out of the mower. So I guess, I guess what I guess what I'd like to say about the equipment is if you can always, always buy new equipment when you're starting out, not, not the $10,000 mower I have in my garage right now. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to buy used, make sure you're buying it from somebody that's really reputable because I've made the same mistake whenever I was first in Arna, it's like, Oh, I'm going to buy this Toro. That's like, uh, 10 years old right. uh, it, yeah. it, and I don't even know the guy, you know? Right. So, you know, maybe buy something that's one or two. Again, it, it all depends on your budget, right? If you can buy the new, go buy the new, but if you don't have the money to buy the new, I, I'm okay. Uh, suggesting to people when they're first starting out, buy residential. It's okay. You're going to go through and it's going to be destroyed very quickly, but you know, it's 400 bucks, 500 bucks. And it, and it gives you, where you're not hundred percent vested, right? Because you can see, yeah. oh man, uh, I just mowed twenty y- yards, and I really kind of hate this. <laughs> it's uh, yes. it's August in Texas, and it's hundred and two degrees. Uh, <laughs> maybe I need to get an yes. office job. So now you're not you're not out ten thousand or you know twelve hundred or fifteen hundred for a new mower that you're you know you're having to 
sell for 500 bucks. So uh, I, I love your advice. I love your advice about buying new or what you can afford. But if you happen to have be in that situation where you have to buy used equipment, you know, really investigate it, like really understand who you're buying it from. That's right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started out with residential for the, my first year. Mm. I thought it was amazing until I tried commercial and <laughs> yeah, and then it, it makes the whole difference. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm like you, I bought a, 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 what was it? A laser Z with my third year with, um, 1500 hours on it. And I ran it to 3000 hours and then it died right at 3000 hours. And that's when I bought my first new one, but mm. yeah, uh, used equipment, if it's the right one can do great work for you. Yeah. So equipment was some of your challenges. What, what, what are some of the other challenges that you, um, have overcome yeah. or maybe you're still struggling with some of the things? Well, while I'm working a full-time job and using this as my side hustle, I have had trouble just with work time management with weather issues. Mm. Um, you know, you're working or, as a teacher, at least I get off school around two forty-five or three. Um, and then I can put in, you know, four five, six hours in the evening. Um, but in the spring, at least the spring here in Ohio, everything. It's so thick. And if you do it every seven days, you're looking at having to double and triple cut the yards just to mulch up the grass. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So um, I guess what I would say is having help, um, like I said, with Rich, but then also don't, I overstretched myself about four years ago. And um, Rich was working full time. I was working every second I wasn't at school. I took all of my paid time off before the end of the school year, and I was still not getting to all my clients. Um, so overstretching myself, taking on jobs that are a little bigger but farther away, if you have to do that to make the money meet, like I understand that. Mm -hmm. But it, it, pushed, it pushed me to the point where it, it wasn't healthy for me. And because of that, I ended up having to sub, sub it out, and I ended up losing money in a lot of these accounts. Um, and the other, the other big part of my business we haven't talked about is the mulch side of it. We do a lot of, uh, laying mulch and cleaning out flower beds and whatnot. Um, and in the spring, <laughs> that's also the, the huge time of year for these big projects we get ourselves into. So, um, doing those sp spring cleanups and mulch jobs with all the mowing in the spring, that was probably the biggest negative that I had in my, my first seven years mm. is overworking myself and not keep it. I guess. I, I'm all about keeping those core clients happy, like those, the core, like 30, 40, really profitable client clients that you treat so well. And when I was, you know, a day or two late every week to them, they started questioning, you know, my work ethic. And then I thought the whole point here is to serve them. And even if I'm making, let's say, you know, 500 bucks extra a month for two or three months of the year, and then I lose my core clients at the end of the year, I'm not going to make as much money. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's a learning stuff, but it's also being in your twenties, needing to pay for bills and having to take on more work. So uh, would I do it differently? Of course I would, but I would also probably be stretching my, my calendar pretty thin at the same time. Yeah. I think that's, that's all really great advice. And I'm going to come back to the mulching side of your business, but before I do, I want to ask you, you know, so you mow, you know, the, uh, would you say like 50 lawns right now? Uh, about 50 a week. We have a bunch of biweekly, maybe a dozen, but okay. about 50, 55. And that was my next question. So, um, 
do you primarily do, which I think you answered it, but I want to, I want to, uh, dig a little bit deeper. So do you primarily do the weekly customers and then you do some biweekly? And then on top of that, do you take some of the one-offs? Uh, up to now, no, unless it's in the summertime. Hmm. Um, so it just because of my calendar, um, and most people don't go on vacation in the spring, at least around here, they normally go when it's hot in the summer. Um, but uh, oh, um, the biweekly stuff, I, again, I try to stay away from when I get a new client and this is just what I've learned in the last few years is I, I approach them and I say, this is what, these are the services I offer. If you want my business, then this, these are the services that you're buying mm-hmm. is weekly mowing all year, unless it's burnout in the summertime. Um, and we probably don't get as much burnout as you guys do down there in Texas, but, um, the end of July, early August, we're probably only mowing every two weeks instead of uh, every week. But I always say, if you don't want your yard mowed this week, you got to text me the beginning of the week, and then I'll put you down as a skip. Otherwise, I'm going to mow it if I think it's mowed. And believe me, when it's hot, I'm going to skip your yard (laughs) (laughs) if it doesn't need it. (laughs) Um, Right, right. And so, so I always leave it up to me unless they explicitly say, don't mow the grass this week. And I know I've seen on Instagram, everybody's got their opinions on that. Uh, but that's just what's worked for me. And I've, I've always said, trust me, I won't mow extra if it doesn't need it. But I also can't read your mind. So please communicate with me if you don't need it. Sure. And that that's very important. Um, so for our audience, you know, that are just starting out, or maybe they've been in business for a while, tell me why and uh, I think a lot of us know the answers, but uh, I want to hear it from you as though you're talking to the audience and telling them, you know, uh, you know, the, the downfall of doing bi- biweekly mowing, right? What's your opinion on the downfall of, you know, doing biweekly mowing? For sure. <laughs> if the client insists on biweekly mowing, I will always say, I'm charging you, like say, if I charge 40 bucks, I'm going to charge you 40 plus another 50%. So mm-hmm. it's going to be $60. That's just kind of my going rate. But the reason is, is I am going to spend at least the full time like normal and then at least another half of that time on top of that. Your grass will look like it's not done the whole time that it's not done because it should have been done every week. Which is a, which is a poor representation of you, right? Because of me. That's what I was going to say. Yes, yeah. Sir. Because it's like my work is being shown off to people and they see me in front of your house. And if it looks like that I'm only showing up every two weeks, they're not going to want to hire me on. Um, and then I, and I normally tell them, it's like, it's, it's a little more expensive to make your yard look great all month. Or you save a little bit of money to make it look good only maybe half the month or maybe less than half the month. That's kind of how I pitch it. I do have some people that are really, really intense on <laughs> I have to have it biweekly. And I can't stand that. And actually, I've gone to um, – there's several clients. This might be unique. Is I'll do their backyard every other week because they they're insist on saving that like extra 10 bucks a month. I don't understand or 10 – whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'll say – I am going to mow your front yard every single week because I'm mowing your neighbor's front yard. It just makes sense. I love that. And so I'm like, it will be in your bill. Your bill will only be 20 bucks more a month, but it'll from the street, it'll look like it, everything's done. Yeah. One of the things that I, I don't know if it's the case for you or not that I want our uh, audience to know about as well. Um, one of the uh, downfalls of doing biweekly, in my opinion, 
uh, is also the wear and tear on your equipment. Yes. Can, do you agree with that? Can you elaborate on that as far as if you've seen that in your um, in, in the case of your business? Yeah, two, two things on that is, one, it, it takes a, a lot more gas to, mm. to get through that, that grass. Um, and that's going to be just a straight-up expense right away. Um, the blades are never as sharp. Um, the, the belts are being stressed. Um, I mean, it, you, you know, it's, it's up for debate. Is, is it better to mow everything at, you know, four and a half inches and then get down to like 3.75 or do it short first, then tall later? But no matter what, your machine is working higher or harder than it, w- it, it would normally for twice as long. Um, mm-hmm. So y- yes, I do it. I'm not, I'm not that guy that is going to lose a client because I'm like, I lose a client. I'm losing 150 bucks a month. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose that money when I could make that money, but I'd also rather make, you know, 225 a month. Sure. Absolutely. And, 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 and again, there's no right or wrong way. Uh, you, you, you got to do what's right for your business and, and it's an evolution, right? You, you're, you're, the business evolves, right? So if I picture, uh, all the stuff that you're doing, which by the way, I'm very impressed and you continue to go down that path, I think in, in a year or two, you're going to be at the point where, um, no, we're just doing weekly and that's it. And, and I'm, and I'm not predict, I'm not predicting that, but I know from my experience, the evolution, because it, it's hard on the equipment. It's, uh, it doesn't look good. It's not a good representation for you. It's also hard on the employee, you know, whoever's, you know, going through the lawn, it's hard on them too, because it's, it's literally like you're mowing two yards, you know, you might have 20 yards on the account. And if five of them are, uh, if five of them are bi-weekly, right. So that's 15 weekly, you got five weekly. That, that's kind of like equivalent to doing 25 yards instead of 20. So physically it's more demanding. You know, you're putting stress on the employee, you're putting stress on the equipment. You're not it's really not fair for the employee who's getting uh, paid by the job. So eventually, you know, it, at least it was for uh, for me and many other people uh, that I know, you get to the point where, you know, uh, yes, Mrs. Jones, we'd love to do your lawn. We'd like to take care of your lawn, but, uh, this is what we offer. You know, we don't offer monthly. We don't offer weekly. I mean, bi-weekly. We don't offer, have you ever heard somebody ask 10 days? Uh, you know, yeah, I have here in Ohio and I'm like, yeah. How do you put that on the calendar, right? <laughs> right? I'm only in your neighborhood this day of the week. Yeah. I mean, we can get into that too. But like every, if you show up, if you say you're showing up on Thursday every week, then it's important not to have to show up on Tuesday too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, rem- I remember when I came across that many years ago and I was like, oh, can you do it every 10 days? Well, well, if I do your lawn on Thursday, does that mean I'm going to have to come out? What next right. Saturday or next Sunday, whatever that comes out to is like, Oh, I don't work on Sunday. I don't work on whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's easy f- to let the customer drive your business. And what you want to yeah. do is really drive the business yourself, right? Yes. Yes. And it's easy to fall into the trap. Like, Oh, they're offering me 200 bucks a month. There's my electric bill. Yeah. And there will be times like when you're starting that you'll say yes to that job. And it's hard to say yes and then backtrack on mm-hmm. services that's offered. Yeah. Um, so I understand. And I always say this, like the guy that mows the yard for 20 bucks, I love that person. 
Yeah. Because I'm still hanging flyers on that person's door. And when they don't show up for three weeks, you know who they're going to call. <laughs> they're going to call me. <laughs> and that guy has mowed the grass in the spring when it's the hardest time to mow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's just not sustainable, right? I mean, no, it's, it's not. It's not. Uh, you, they might not have the overhead that you have, but eventually uh, it catches up. It catches up with them. And that's, I guess what I'm saying too, is if you're that guy who offers every 10 days and then it does catch up, they're going to call us who show up when we say we will. Exactly. Exactly. If you can connect my line of thinking. Oh yeah. Logical. I, no, I can, I can. And, and that, and that goes back to a marketing tip that I think you're doing an excellent job on. And that if somebody's starting out or they've been in business for a while, make sure that you hit those customers or potential customers that are around the current customers weekly as far as advertisement. Like I cannot stress enough that don't just do it. You know, I used to really enforce that. And some of my uh, employees would be like, you know, that one, one employee, that one employee had to question everything. Right. So, and it, and it's fine because it, it, it's, it's an opportunity to educate and, you know, they would ask, and it's a, it's a valid, good question. Man, we've been we've been putting flyers on this lady's house for the last you know thirty weeks. Do you do you still want me to do it? I'm like absolutely, because I don't know about you, uh, but for me, if I need a service, right, I'm not scrambling through my drawers to find that flyer, right? Because the last thirty flyers I've probably thrown them away. It's That's true. It's that 31st one that now I need to service. So you have to be in front of them as often as you can. You have to be consistent. Uh, that's a good lesson for, you know, people starting out. To don't think that um, you just do it once and oh, you're good for the year. You consistently want to, you know, push that and get the advertisement out. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at a, a box of about 3,000 flyers um, by my bed here. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I want to put them out, but I understand if I give them out now, then um, I won't have clients call me because they'll just put them in their drawer or they'll forget about them. All right. So, Judd, before we go, just, you know, tell me, is there anything else that you can think of when it comes to somebody starting their business or they've been in business that they can do to get their business going in the right direction? Before you start, make sure for sure that you know what services you're going to offer. Um, be like, so my the name of my business is is completely clear. It's Judd's Mowing and Mulch. Everything about the business tells them everything they need to know. My name's Judd. I mow and I mulch. <laughs> like mm. I see all these names out there that are like creative and have all of this stuff going on. But uh, for me, it's all about this is the job I do. This is what I do, and um, I'm. Judd, I mow, and I mulch. And so they know if they need mulching done, I'll call the guy that is the mowing and the mulching guy. Um, and so there's nothing more than that, nothing nothing less than that. Let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. So, you know, you mow and then you mulch. Tell me a little bit about the mulch side of the business, and do you find that to be, you know, on the profitable side? Or? Oh, completely. Okay. Yeah, so the, the mulch is, by hour, way more profitable than mowing. Uh, most of that is because I leverage my uh, my helpers uh, 
pay into it. So I charge, I charge about 45 to $50 an hour um, on the mulch. And then I also sell the mulch, uh, obviously by the yard. Yeah. So I make more money mulching than I do mowing by far. Um, with the mulch, I charge by the yard. I charge $110 a yard um, for just the mulch and then putting it down. I get the mulch for about $30 a yard at my local supplier. Um, if there's any extra weeding, extra bush trimming, extra edging, any of that, I charge um, $45 to $50 an hour. I pay my mulch workers $20 an hour cash up to $600. That is where it's nice for me. I was a high school teacher, so I've got uh, dozens of high school former, I, and I was a coach as well, former fo- former football and soccer players uh-huh. who in college who I can pay up to $600 without putting them on payroll. That They come out and I get you know a couple, three or four extra, uh, new guys every weekend um, and we lay mulch like crazy, Frank. Um, and so I think about a third of my yearly income we make over spring break and the, the next three weeks after that with uh, with all of our mulch properties. That's awesome. And Judd, it sounds like you're running a really good operation. I'm really uh, happy to see that you're, you know, following your dreams and doing stuff that you want to do. And I really hope your business continues to grow. And again, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And this will help really the, the person that's just starting out or uh, maybe they're doing it on a part-time basis and want to make that, uh, take that leap of faith, right? And really do what you're doing. So again, thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to maybe uh, checking in with you again uh, in the future and seeing how you're doing and how your business is progressing. Absolutely, Frank. I, I've loved being on here. And you've taught me several things too from our <laughs> conversation. So I appreciate you. Um, And you guys take care. Thank you so much, Judd. I hope this information was helpful to you, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.